Hey everybody, it's Thursday, January 5th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are going to discuss that starting rotation for the low A down east Wood Ducks. If you want to know who's going to start for the Wood Ducks this year, join us today as we discuss it on Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, and my name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK, your boy Kev, and I am one half of the boys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Lee Frazier. And joining me is my co-host, a man who is feared on the road across the United States, the 300-pound animal. A.K.A. Bull. Bull, how you doing today, buddy? How you feeling? Where can these people find you on the social medias? I am good. I want to say first and foremost that my wife listened to one of our our shows. And the first question she asked me was, what does YBK mean? And I said, he says it right after, your boy Kev. And she looked at me and rolled her eyes like, you know how she rolled, like every time you say anything like kind of narcissistic, you know how Christy is like right there to roll her eyes at you. Like it was that roll of the eyes. And since, you know, I mean, since you know how it is, we're basically doing this show for us anyways. I thought I'd let you know that Christy is still rolling her eyes at, at your, at your shtick. And, well, uh, you know what? Uh, but, I would, I'm but, not doing anything right. If, I, if she didn't roll her eyes at me, I'm doing something right. right. She wouldn't have it any other way for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, good day today. We, uh, um, I, I did a little research on some of these uh, A-ball pitchers that the Rangers have, and uh, uh, there's not a lot of uh, a lot, of, not a lot of info on them just yet. Um, okay. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I want to say that if you would like to follow me on the social media, that Twitter is Manimal Bull, Instagram is Manimal 300, the TikTok is uh, at Bull Pro with the uh, sir or handle of Manimal, and um, I have a Facebook. This oh. is not a bit. I'm just talking about <laughs> how much I like Facebook. We love Facebook, <laughs> and for the people that like to listen to our show that are on Facebook, you can friend me there at, at Bull Pro, and uh, you know the deal, six to eight weeks, like a package <laughs> from overseas. Well, hey, we have a cool show lined up for the day. Uh, we are obviously talking about um, you know the uh, starting pitching and in, in, uh, in the minor league system as it stands right now, and I'm sure... Uh, as we roll on, we, we will probably cover uh, some other areas of the minor leagues. We'll, we'll definitely – we have a lot of time uh, to talk uh, talk about the um, the AL West and what kind of the teams did in uh, – and this is not on this show, but in, in the near future, we'll be talking about the AL West and maybe what teams improved, what didn't, where the Rangers stand. Uh, but also today, uh, I had an interesting uh, – I, I keep up with uh, Texas Rangers – uh, Locked on Texas Rangers uh, podcast, um, and you know I uh, I we don't we don't necessarily um, coordinate or, or talk with uh, the the guy who runs the show, um, 
I think his name is Brock, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, anyways, he came out with his top 30 prospects this week, which he was a week late uh, as it stands with the, with the boys. But uh, like it was three really now, like three weeks. Three, yeah, we were, we were way on this. So we were way ahead on this. But uh, it looks like maybe he listened to uh, Texas Rangers with the boys and pulled some, Not of, one our, chance. <laughs> pulled some of our top ten. Uh, guys, he, he did have Josh Young in the top ten. So we'll go ahead and exclude him just because we kind of left him out. We would have had him, obviously, uh, at the top of that list if we would have counted him. But we believe he's just a major leaguer now. But uh, he had his top 10, and I find it really interesting that our top 10 and his top 10 are almost identical. Uh, we had one guy in there that he didn't, and he had one guy in there that we didn't. And the guy he had in there that we did not was his number 10, and that was Cole Wynn. And just so everybody knows, he was 11 on ours. So it wasn't right. like he, he just missed that spot, you know, so we were – you know, I mean, I guess he would have been 12 if we would have added Josh Young, but neither here nor there. Yes, so he had him at 11. Again, I'm I'm kind of taking Young out of his ranking, so when he did have at 11 himself. Uh, his number 10, he had Justin Foscue. Um, we, we, we had Dustin Harris. Okay, who was his number, uh, number eight? So who do we have at number eight? Um... We had uh, – let's see, just a second. We're on Nate. At the, we are we on had number Harris eight. At, we had Harris at 10, uh-huh. Gutierrez at 9. Okay. And Foscu at 8. Okay, so he had Gutierrez at number 12 or really number 11 if you want to type. Yeah. So, again, that was only – you know, we were not too far off. Um, I'll just run down his top 10 and then we'll run down our top 10. That way we, well, can I think really, yeah, here, if you, you want to do his top 10 real quick, I'll do our top 10 and yeah. And, and go we'll from there. Compare. Yeah. Yeah. So he had Kumar rocker at seven, Brock Porter at six, Aaron Zavala at five, uh, Akuna at four, Jack Leiter at three, Owen white at two and his number one uh, guy, obviously Josh young at, uh, Josh Young, he had actually at number two. But his number one over Josh Young, he had Evan Carter. So, Bull, why don't you tell the people what our top ten were? And our ten were Dustin Harris at ten, Gutierrez, uh, Anthony Gutierrez at nine, Foscu at eight, Aaron Zavala at seven, Kumar Rocker at six, Louis Angel Acuna at five, uh, Brock Porter at four, Jack Leiter at three, Evan Carter at two and Owen White at one. And it kind of just sounds like uh, um, maybe we were a little bit more intrigued by Gutierrez slipping on the Nationals, coming here, becoming probably a guy that I think that in the next couple of years as he gets into the States and plays a little bit more here in the States will become a uh, uh, on everybody's top ten list and probably – um, rivaling for for one of those guys that they talk about being a five-tool guy that they talk about uh, Evan Carter now because it's just about being seen and being and those tools being seen. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think he values kind of like the, the guy that's on that cusp of being a major leaguer a little bit more than the guy that's going to be playing it probably down Easter Hickory to start this year. And then at the top, it just kind of seems like my opinion on um, the – 
the top prospect in my opinion, and this isn't everyone's opinion, but the best pitcher in the pro in the um, in the farm or on the farm, in my opinion, especially a guy that's moving up levels in, during the year. That guy, if he's the best pitcher on the in the in the uh, on the list, he's the best player on the list for me. And even yeah. though Evan Carter might be a little bit more of a, a, a more a better prospect or maybe a, a more toolsy player than Owen White. Owen White's that best pitcher, and that's what I value a little bit more than other people do. And um, you know, I mean, and that's really kind of the difference in our lists. And I mean, he likes Zavala a little. Uh, I thought I was a little high on Zavala, so uh, that uh-huh. makes me feel good for someone else to have him a little higher than I had him. Um, um, so well, he, this is a good. He his, really like good. His no, it's a good list because it's pretty much our list. So, and our list was great. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would I, be, I, I would be interested. I, I don't know if you've got the next ten where he's at with those yeah, next ten. Actually, actually, I do. If uh, if you'd be interested, uh, so we had. If we're gonna bump it down, um, he had, um, and this probably we might have some differences here, but he had uh, Kyoto, who we talked about, I think last show, uh, Ryan Garcia, who we just talked about. At mm-hmm. number that was Kyoto at twenty, Brian Garcia at nineteen, uh, Jonathan Ornelas uh, at okay. uh, eighteen, uh, Glider Figuero at seventeen. Mitch he was Bratt. the guy that we talked about uh, that was just on the cusp the the day okay. of the of the show. So that that's a guy. Yeah, I mean, we're a little bit different in this. Yeah, yeah, but some of these guys we just talked about. Uh, Mitch Bratt at sixteen. Okay, I have uh, him Tekoa at 15. Roby. Yeah, Tacoa Roby at, at 15. Had him at uh, 13. Cody, yeah, Cody Bradford at uh, 14. Um, He would have been in my top 30. Okay, okay. And then Yaisan Morabel, who we were raving about uh, at 13. Yeah, uh, which he was I, by I 14. Yeah, I can't wait to see Morabel. For some reason, maybe it's the name. I don't know. I just – I'm I'm pumped. Uh, Sagis. Uh, Sagis, yeah, uh, you know, I think he was a guy that we talked about uh, too. On he was just missed the top twenty. Um, okay. He would have been my twenty-one. Um, okay. uh, Figueroa would have been my twenty-two, and um, Teodo would have been twenty-three. So those, okay. you know, those guys for sure are, are guys that are on my list. And you know, maybe he has Acker. A little, like I said, I, Acker and Kent would be a little bit lower people's list than my list because uh-huh. I think st- I value starting pitching a little bit more than other people yeah. do. Um, so man, his, his list is good, man. I mean, like, yeah. and it's tough to, it's tough because you know, the, the, the thing about prospects is, is even though I love them so much, I mean, they're going to break your heart. Yeah, The dudes are, <laughs> are going to break your heart because they're great baseball players, but the, you, to be one of the best, 26 baseball players in an organization is hard, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. to stick there and to stick there, you know, that's even tougher. I mean, what's the one kid mirrors. He was on the 40 man roster for what, like, like four days. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's tough to stick on those 40 man rosters and to be a guy that's, that's going to, you know, stick on those on that roster, you know, like that's a tough thing. And so, you know, prospects are going to break your heart. There's going to be a bunch of these guys that don't make it that we hype. And, you know, I mean, and we're hyping them because of the, 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 the potential, not what they're going to do. Right. 
right. Well, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the guys that he had uh, a little lower than us, that just a little bit, but I think we're both really high on this guy, and that was uh, Brock Porter. He had him a couple of t- ticks below at six, where I believe we had him at four. Yeah, I think he's a good uh, he's a good segue um, for us uh, yeah, into cause... the next segment. But before we do that, I want to tell everybody uh, listening about our sponsor for um, this episode and ongoing episodes, and that is Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, or Texas Roughhouse, which is a professional wrestling company. Um, they, uh, out of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, they do wrestling breweries and different uh, locations around town. You can find them on Facebook. They do have a Facebook page. And uh, just bringing uh, fun, fun wrestling to the community, of the greater Fort Worth area. So we want to thank them uh, for uh, just for the, for the sponsorship of the show. And, and uh, does anything you want to say about the, cause I know you're pretty, we want to the organization. let everybody know about January 13th at the Southside preservation hall in Fort okay. Worth there on the, um, I, it's between Hemphill and Allen over by uh, John Peter Smith for anyone yep. that, uh, wants to know kind of the area. I'm not 100% sure the address, but there will be big-time wrestling uh, there this, what, next Friday, January 13th. So make sure and check that out, and uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be there with a, a big-time wrestling show. Yeah, how exciting and just really uh, appreciative. And if you're listening to the show and, and you want to – uh, join in with uh, and, and be a sponsor and have your uh, company or product mentioned on Texas Rangers with the boys. Uh, just reach out to us via our social media, either through Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you know, you may have a little bit of a delay getting a hold of uh, the Manimal uh, Bull. Six on to eight Facebook. weeks. Yeah, but uh, you can you can catch me easily uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I'll we'll jump right back to you on either on on there. So. Uh, feel free to jump out to reach out to us about uh, advertising opportunities within the show. So back to Brock Porter, who is our number four prospect and probably the main event of this show. Uh, 19 years old, undefeated in high school, just an absolute stud. Um, and he will be pitching probably. Do you think he's going to make it to down east this year or do you think he's going to stay in rookie ball? No, I imagine he's going to start the season at Down East because he's going to be 19. Um, so I imagine he's going to uh, start the season at Down East um, next year. And he'll probably pitch a whole season at Down East. He'll probably have times during the season where he might even be, you know, up and down off of the hill for time mm-hmm. periods of time just to kind of uh, – um, manages innings but for the most part i mean you know as a prep star at michigan he was pretty phenomenal i mean and and saint mary's prep is a is the type of place that went out and they played people so um you know he wasn't he wasn't the first he wasn't the uh you know he's not the first a uh, guy from from that area to to be a prep star that that turns into a big league player. So, you know, I think with him, he's one of those guys that uh, you know he's got fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. So he's been 
he's been uh how do I say that like I mean he's been getting ready to be a starting pitcher in the big leagues for a lot of years now. I mean he's mm-hmm. got he's got four pretty big time pitches going in. I mean he's his his fastball is plus plus plus. I mean the uh, the the only arm that might be better than him in the system is Toyota, but Toyota doesn't offer slider change up to go with fastball curveball. So that explains kind of why he's a little bit lower on the prospect list than Mitch Mitch or Brock Border is. Um, but he's a he's one of those guys. I mean he he throws. 94 to 97, top it out at 100, lots of velocity, plenty of run. So it's, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to translate well to the, the minor leagues, especially a ball. And I think he'll have a pretty solid year and he may even make it to Hickory um, okay. as some of those older arms work their way up to Frisco. Awesome. Well, yeah, and again, we're really high on them. High on them. What a cool thing the Rangers did this year at the draft. So yeah, man, um, cool for him to get the most money that a, a third round draft pick has ever got, or a fourth round draft pick has ever gotten. And you know, uh, after last year and what they did, it'll be uh, very interesting with having um, another top pick this year and two rounds off again because of compensation for Avaldi and uh, DeGrom, uh, Judas DeGrom. <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean, Jake DeGrom. <laughs> well, Bro, uh, it's Jake DeGrom. <laughs> Jake, yeah, I'm sorry, it's Jake, my bad. Um, again, notes, notes and Bible get mixed up here on the, uh, on the table here that I'm working on. It's a small table. So I'm, you know, doing a couple of different things. But anyways, Brock Porter, one of those guys, I think he's going to end up being, uh, he's going to translate real well. And uh, um, so I'm interested to see what Chris Young can do with the first and fourth rounder this year. See if he's got something up his sleeve like last year to get two first rounders in the with it. Yeah, really excited to see what, what happens. So let's dig into some of these other um, uh, down east uh, pitchers. Um, okay, and I and I know you did some some research. By the way, before we get started uh, talking about, it, I want to say that uh, I'm making the official uh, mascot uh, for Texas Rangers with the boys this year, and hopefully somebody we at some point get to interview uh, and let him know that, um, and that would be Matt Broski because I mean he's the you, Broski with Broski. So you wanna. Uh, you want to talk about him next? <laughs> Let's talk about Matt Broski, the 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 official, maybe unofficial on your eyes, uh, mascot of the Texas Texas Ranger with the boys. Okay, first of all, he's definitely um, he's a five foot ten, one hundred and ninety pound pitcher. Mm-hmm. So he was. Uh, um, so, in my opinion. Like he represents Texas Rangers with the boys to a T. Yeah. I mean, 5'10, yeah. 190. So that means, you know, he's really like five, eight and a half, <laughs> so, 175 so, pounds. So, so are um, we looking at a guy possibly built, uh, like, uh, like our, like our boy Pozo? Um, no, 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 no. He's not, nothing like that. I don't think. I think, <laughs> well, I think they, he's just, they list Pozo at yeah. 105. 
five nine, one hundred and ninety pounds too. So no, I'm, I I, I don't think so. I think he's gonna be. Uh, I think he's gonna be leaner than the hundred and ninety, <laughs> and not more than the the one ninety. But he was a uh, eighth round draft pick last year. Um, he pitched four years at Youngstown State. Okay. Um, so he's one of those, you know, I don't have a ton on him. There's not just a bunch just yet. There aren't, uh, I know that this sounds crazy, but there are not just a ton of Matt Broski, uh, Wikipedia pages out there just yet. Um, but, uh, he, he had a couple of seasons. I mean, he wasn't great his first seasons with, uh, Youngstown. Um, he, he kind of portaled back and forth. Um, he pitched okay. at Ohio. He pitched at Youngstown State. Then he moved to the uh, um, to the SEC and played for Auburn for a year, and then okay. he uh, and then he went back to Youngstown State. Um, so at Youngstown State last year and at Auburn the year before, he kind of started to figure it out. Um, he had a two sixty five ERA last year. Uh, um, and 15 starts for Auburn, logged almost 100 innings, and he had 102 strikeouts in 98.2 innings. And uh, the walks, he had 22 walks, so I think they like that that 5-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio and, uh, you know, a, a real low whip. And he, I think he's kind of figuring out how to pitch at, uh, at the college level, so now he'll have, you know, the next couple of years to uh, learn how to pitch at the – minor league level and uh i would be i would be shocked if i mean he doesn't end up in the bullpen at some point somewhere um unless he just has some kind of stuff he sure could man <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and segue to uh josh Gessner, another guy that you're uh, pretty excited about so tell me a little bit about this guy um Gessner, he's i don't know if i'm 100 you know super excited about him but he was part of the Kyle Gibson, uh, Ian Kennedy, Hans Kraus to Philadelphia for Gibson. I mean, for uh, Spencer Howard and this kid and one other kid. I'm not 100% sure where he's at just yet. We may even talk about him today. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure just yet. Um, I, I, it's, but uh, Gessner... He's one of those guys. I mean, he's uh, uh he's fastball, slider, cutter. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get a chance to start this year where he came out of the bullpen a lot last year for Down East, and I think he really just needs a a full year as a starter. He just needs to pitch. I mean, he's twenty two years old. He's at Down East, so he just needs to pitch. And uh, you know, I mean. It's not like he's going to be um, in any uh, danger this year of that rule five. Um, he's a big time slider pitcher. He, that's his best pitch. Um, he throws a pretty decent cutter and a decent fastball. They're not plus pitches, but he's decent command for where he's at. And, uh, you know, he's going to come in basically being in his, in his 23 season and he's going to have a chance to, um, um, he's gonna have a chance to to pitch every what once a week for down east for sure this year, and I'd say he probably is gonna get twenty 
or 21 starts this year and, and probably throw somewhere around 100, 105 innings, um, kind of like what we saw with most of the guys at Hickory last year, what they threw at down east the year before. Yeah, it looks like – I mean, it looks like when he was in the complex, I mean, he was just blazing. Um, yeah. And the walks kind of jumped, which he had a high, pretty high walk percentage before – he got to down east, but you know, like you kind of said, once they start facing a better competition, the walks start going up. Uh, the strikeouts went down pretty considerably, uh, but again, it, he's still a young guy. I mean, still getting adjusted to it. And, yeah, uh, and know. with a big time slider like he has, they might try and add a, a, a change up to his repertoire. You know, okay. I mean, he might. That may be. That may be something that gets added to his pitch selection in the next uh, uh, couple of years. Is like this year might be his work on a changeup and see if mm-hmm. he can develop something. Um, but you know, we want to see him succeed because he was part of a trade that you know we we gave something up. Let's watch one of these guys be something, you know. But um, you know, he's 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 six one two oh five, so he may not end up being a. Uh, uh, starting pitcher for forever, he may end up working his way into the bullpen, um, especially with a high percent. You know, with his best pitch being a slider, he may end up being a fastball slider guy in the big leagues that gets guys out. And he and you know, I mean, if he he's got a pretty good slider, he may end up being a a slider first, get guys out with his cutter and and throw cutter slider, and not have not use a two seamer or a four seamer depending on which one he throws. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, options of what he could be and what he may end up being, but he's still a couple of years away from us probably talking about him uh, doing that at the big league level. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to go on a, we got to get something back for some of these guys, you know, that we made these trades for Uh, is, is Jose Corneal. Is he another guy, a guy we got from Seattle? Um, Is he another guy kind of on the radar here? Um, I guess he's going, you know, he pitched out of the bullpen last year for down East uh, a little bit at the, uh, I guess the end of the season. Um, he was, he was a guy, he was, um, in 22 games, but only four starts and 66 innings. So I don't know if that was for the full season or if he was maybe there, you know, second half of the season, um, he only threw 13 games at the complex last year too, so he might have had some injuries that uh, brought him to that point where he only had 22 outings last year out of the or 18 outings out of the bullpen and four starts. So I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but he's one of those guys. He's fastball, curveball, changeup. So he's got that three pitch. He's he's trying to be a starter, and you know, I mean. His his fastball and his curveball great rate out as his best pitches, so um, you know he may be another bullpen guy. He's six three one sixty five, so he has starting pitching makeup, and he's a he's a nine point seven um, strikeouts per nine, so that's a, a pretty good number, especially for a young guy coming out of the bullpen and at uh, at the A ball level. So I think he's one of those guys that. Uh, We'll kind of keep him on our radar this year and see uh-huh. how he pitches as a starter uh, and, and A and see if, you know, he might possibly get uh, um, uh, uh, either a call to Hickory or pitch the whole year for down east 
and uh, be in that rotation with Porter and and Gessner and you know probably probably Broski. Um, mm-hmm. So you know we'll just see, and that's kind of you know him. It, it's it, like everybody, especially at those lower levels. You know we're gonna wait and see and see if he keeps evolving and, and getting better and and you know improving those improving his fastball and and uh, improving that changeup and becoming a real threat out of the rotation or if he becomes a fastball curveball guy or a fastball slider guy, you know, that they, they uh, change him up a little bit, you know, uh, in the sense of getting uh, strikeouts out of the bullpen. So who, who else of this? Cause we're, we're kind of getting, getting close here. Who, who give me one more guy uh, on this uh, down East squad that, that you're, that you think might be let's, somebody to talk about. Let's talk about, Leandro Calderon. Okay. Okay. He's he on the rookie a, list, but, he is, but he's, he's going to be coming over from the uh, Dominican summer league this year. And I okay. think at 20 years old, I think they're going to try and let him uh, start because he, this is going to be his 21 season. He's, he, but he's always going to be young for his age or for his, cause he's, like right there on the edge of being a July birthday. He's a June birthday, uh, end of June. Um, but he's Rule 5 eligible in 25, and he's kind of got a big fastball. So I would think that there's a chance that uh, we may get to see him this year, especially with it being last year, being his uh, uh, third year with the Summer League team, getting that move up and and, and having you know 17 strikeouts per nine and uh, you know and his, <laughs> and his walk numbers were down you know to four and a half and then it mm-hmm. raised whenever he got moved up to the uh, little top team um, but I mm-hmm. think he's a guy he's getting older um, he, he's got a good fastball and they really like the fastball and I mean he's overpowering guys at the level below him so I would say he may be a guy that we get to see for a full year. And if not, he'll definitely be at the complex this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see him later on when they start playing um, short season at the complex. Okay. Um, I got to bring something up about this guy. In his uh, total innings, it looks like he's pitched about 40, about almost 50 innings, pretty coming up against 50 innings. He's only given up three home runs. Yeah. Um, I mean, he may have some walks and it may have a little bit, just a little high, but what a, uh, this guy kind of jumps off the page. So great pick. Yeah, great guy to good. close the, close the show out with. Cause I mean, he looks like a, he's a got a fastball with... and he's got, I mean, his, his K percentages last year were almost 50%. I mean, and, and I mean, his, his, Batting average on balls in play was down at two two sixty two fifty. That's close to what you know a, a mid rotation big leaguer is. So that's very encouraging. So I think that he's he's probably on the right path. And if he doesn't, if he ends up in the bullpen, so be it because he's fastball slider changeup, and it seems to be the changeup that's the lacking pitch. So yeah, he's a good dude. We'll end on him. We'll get out of here today, and, and you know we've got pretty much 
pretty much these rotations completely, you know, it took us three days to get through all of them, but and we did some other things and, uh, but I think that's a good place to stop on, on these young guys. And if you want to know more about Louis Ramirez and, and Aiden Curry and some of those guys, um, maybe we'll get into them another day or we'll get into them in the mid season, whenever we maybe progress report these, um, these rotations. Or if you want, uh, you can also go check out um, Fangraphs, which is where we get a lot of our info from, baseball reference as well. Yeah, Fangraphs, Fangraphs Baseball kind of America our... is another good one too. Yeah, we, we've we've really uh, – big shout-out to them, a free plug, not that, you know, it matters, but uh, our little old show. But, no, big, big thanks to them. Uh, and also just want to shout-out Bryce Patrick, who is the host of uh, Texas – Locked on Texas Rangers – uh, podcast does have a lot of passion for the Rangers and uh, puts a lot of time into the, to the team. So always, always uh, supporting other podcasters that, that just love the Rangers. Um, anything else you got to say to the people before we head out of here? Man, tomorrow's going to be like a mystery box day, right? Like yeah. we got, uh, I don't know if we want to get into the teams yet from the AL West. We might have just a day to kill and have some fun with it. And, and you know, uh, uh, why don't we, why don't we, uh, you know, maybe throw a few uh, tweets out there, see if we can get some bites on questions that people might have uh, about the Texas Rangers. And then, um, you know, maybe we, me and you come up with a couple of uh, fun questions uh, that we might have about this Texas Rangers team or the, this farm system. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we still haven't even talked about position players uh, in the top guys there. Uh, so that might be something we can dig into as well as I think we'll hold off till next week to talk about these AO West uh, teams and, and really division what they've done. foes. Yes. The division foes. So uh, just uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Appreciate, appreciate everyone that just one listen is uh, makes it all worth it, but we, we love getting together and having a good time and just talking baseball, looking forward to a great season with the Texas Rangers. And we are Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by Texans, and we are signing out.